This is Lane Johnson, and this is Battle Leadership, where we believe that the battle is where the character of the leader is revealed. You know, at one time, principle was the factor that determined preference. Today, unfortunately, it seems like our personal preferences are beginning to define our principles. Uh, when this, what this has produced is a generation of leaders that have chosen to trade principle for popularity as justification for their leadership. Their authority of office or their authority to lead, they feel, is built on an ability to please their constituents instead of the responsibility to lead them. We've created a culture that uses personal offense as justification for life choices and is determined that preference in principle uh, creates enemies uh, instead of opportunities for growth. We find ourselves gravitating toward leaders who make us feel good about who we are instead of challenging us to be more than who we've been. While it's easy to point one fingers at one side or another, the truth is that this is a common condition on all sides of an issue. And the only answer really is a generation of leaders that are more concerned about the effect of their leadership than the personal benefits of being a leader. It will take leaders who have had their character tested in battle and have proven that they're qualified to lead. It will require leaders who are genuinely energized by serving rather than leaders who see themselves as champions of a particular issue or lifestyle. But most of all, it will require leaders that have high levels of character and transparency in their personal lives as well as their public lives. Battle leadership is not a, bio, a style or a technique. It's about the character of a leader and the impact it has on their leadership effectiveness. With all that in mind, let's begin to look at what produces character in a leader. And we're going to begin the next two weeks talking about four specific points. Number one, we're going to talk about the fact that leaders understand that character is to be preferred over popularity. Uh, popularity makes you visible, but character makes you last. Popularity is the result of what people think you are while character is the result of who you really are. Number two, we're gonna talk about leaders understand the pressure of the battle creates their capacity for victory. What does that mean? Well, growth always occurs under pressure. No other way it happens. Lack of pressure produces atrophy, both in individuals and nations. If we wanna grow, we're gonna to have to endure the pressure that's involved in the growth process. Number three, we want to talk about the fact that leaders understand the need for extraordinary effort. Extraordinary results require extraordinary struggle, as well as extraordinary commitment and dedication. You can't do something well without doing it in the right manner and without the right effort. And number three, or number four rather, we're going to talk about the fact that good leaders, great leaders, choose mission over authority. What that means is they have the ability uh, to understand that accomplishing the mission is more important than being the one that's at the head of the parade. 
the one that can claim the credit for its success. Leadership is about actually accomplishing something of value and accomplishing a purpose. It's not about being seen as the one that's leading. Well, we want to begin with the first two points this week and take them as we break them down one at a time. So let's deal with that first one. Leaders understand that character is preferred over popularity. Again, we want to remind you that popularity only makes you visible. Character makes you last, and that's what's really important. A couple points under that very topic. Uh, popularity is what people recognize or what is recognized by others. Uh, you stand out in a crowd. You become more or people can become more aware of your style or your following. It's what's recognized by others in you. Character, on the other hand, is what causes you to succeed. Long after popularity fades, character is the thing that keeps you moving in the right direction, accomplishing the right goals. Unfortunately, popularity is usually the result of what others think you are instead of what you really are. In fact, we have entire industries that craft our image in order to create a following. But in reality, it's only a response to an image or a even perception of an image that can be crafted and used. It's rarely the result of a genuine representation of who you are. Social media, network news snippets can reduce a person to images and 10-second snippets, all of which can be manipulated and managed. An Instagram post showing two people lovingly gazing into each other's eyes can be quickly followed by a nasty and traumatic divorce. A soundbite taken out of context and shown on national television can make an uh, individual appear the opposite of what they really are. And once released, will continue to produce negative results. Entire industries have been created for the purpose, this purpose of crafting an image that is accepted as popular. And unfortunately, when leaders decide that they want to lead, they do so by crafting what they think the people want to see. It creates an image of, or a generation of, I feel your pain, instead of a leader that wants to bring us to a point of success. Often the popularity that is the result of this uh, is, is about something that doesn't exist and eventually is proven to be unwarranted. We see this time and time again on the evening news and the lives of people around us. The problem with popularity producing a celebrity status is the fact that it seldom weathers its first attack. The very ones who happily promote you to prominence will equally relish your downfall. Popularity and approval are temporary and highly susceptible to change. Character, however, is more concerned about what it is accomplishing than how it is perceived. It looks for opportunities to be useful rather than opportunities to be seen. How many times have we seen this, that people run towards opportunities for visibility only to be found lacking in anything of substance or character in their lives. Leadership born of character 
is the result of people recognizing the benefits that you bring into their lives rather than a position or image you portray. When popularity wanes, it does not impact the ones that, you're follow, that are following you who have been genuinely served by the character of your leadership. In other words, there'll come a time for all good leaders, even great leaders, when people cease to be impressed by their presence. Nevertheless, the quality of what they've imparted into those lives continues to bear results and bring about change and good, good values. When I care less about me, it allows me to care more about those that I serve. It also allows me to promote the needs of others. So let's take that a little bit further. Popularity requires that you promote yourself. Character allows you to promote someone else. Because your goal is not to put yourself forward, your goal is to actually accomplish something of value. The process of remaining popular requires tremendous effort, trust me. First, it's necessary to determine what the others want me to be, and then I must craft an image that fits their requirements. Finally, I have to sacrifice anything that stands in the way of giving them what they want to receive. As a result, I become focused on what is best for me and my goals to lead and what will bring me to greater success and access. Character, on the other hand, does not care about self-image or personal gratification. It cares about what's right and what produces positive results. As a result, it frees you to seek the best in others in order to accomplish what is effective in you. You become comfortable sharing the responsibility as well as the benefits instead of demanding the limelight solely for your own personal image and benefit. Popularity is also uh, valued as a necessity for winning. Uh, character understands that being best is often less effective than choosing to be least. As I speak uh, on this today, we're in the midst of a deeply divisive political season. It appears that the prospect of losing is so heinous that we're willing to do or even manufacture unconscionable things in order to win. The reputation of individuals, not even part of the race, are ransacked and destroyed as collateral damage in order to be able to wound or incapacitate an opponent. Never in my 67 years have I seen this degree of incivility and hatred so rampantly aired on national television. We've entered a season where winning is more important than leading. It's a time where the desire to appease a particular constituency in order to receive their vote exceeds our ability to disagree and be civil and kind. I think it's important for us to understand that when the position we support controls us to the point where we feel the need to destroy our opponents instead of convincing them. We've already admitted that our positions are not compatible with standing honest scrutiny. Great leaders understand that defeating your opponents is far less effective than changing their minds. When we defeat them, we're only preparing them for the next battle. When we convince them, we gain an ally and strengthen our position.
The only possible outcome of attempting to win by dominating your opponent is their decision to find a way to dominate you. If your position is correct, it really doesn't need to be defended. It will prove its worth over time. And finally, when we place so much emphasis on popularity, when it's gone, your values end. Character always leaves a legacy. When you've lived the number of years that I have, you realize that the current pop culture icon and idol is only months, days, or hours from triviality and extinction. The voices that so passionately quoted today eventually become distant memories at best or at worst, humorous, out-of-date fads. When popularity and fame is the platform for your ideas and opinions, those ideas quickly become inconsequential compared to newer and brighter stars that begin to orbit the culture. Character, however, invests in people rather than ideas. It's letting a need lead me to personal sacrifice instead of just forming a personal position. It's not about what I think or feel or believe. It's really about what I do. Am I so concerned that I actually am moved to actually make a change? It means asking what I can do instead of demanding that something be done. I want to repeat that. Character, when faced with a need, is more concerned about what it can do rather than demanding something be done. Character is not concerned about being on the right side of an issue. Rather, it's consumed with being the right person in the midst of the circumstance. In our closing moments today, I want to go through one more point real quickly, and that's number two. Leaders understand that the pressure of the battle creates the capacity for victory. Growth always, not sometimes, but always occurs under pressure. Lack of pressure, as we said earlier, produces atrophy. Leading without pressure really is simply management. Leadership is really more important or more apparent when your nose is bloody. When everything's going well and everything's doing what they are or supposed to do, that's really not leadership. Leadership occurs when the battle is real and somebody needs answers that'll lead them from where they are. Uh, Self-evident direction really doesn't require leadership. If the answer is obvious and it's also the path of, path of least resistance, then leadership is nothing more than a logistical exercise in seeing that everyone understands what is obviously in their best interests. Both in business and in church activities my whole life, I've seen this is so true. We think people are successful because they're leading people to do things that they already want to do. It's when there's difficult times or when you're trying to produce growth that doesn't exist that we have to go through times where real leaders lead, rise up and show us what needs to be done. These are the time when leaders are faced not only with obstacles in front of them, but they're also faced with criticism from those that are following. The ability to ignore personal attacks and focus on intended goals are what separate managers from leaders. Trust me, absent the battle to test it, leadership is simply a title. 
There's a huge difference between being in charge and leading. The first is the result of a title and position. The second is the result of accepting responsibility and developing trust. The first focuses on the person in charge, and the second focuses on those that are following in order to equip them to share in the responsibility. Battles are really important because not only they produce casualties, but they also identify leaders. They cause us to be seen as we really are and remove the false images that we hide behind in those times when everything is relaxed. If you respond incorrectly or from the wrong motivation, battles really can destroy you. However, if you understand the objective and can inspire others with the same vision, you can overcome the obstacles and battle has brought and build trust with those that have stood with you in the battle. To be battle-tested is to have a proven ability to stand when others have fallen and move forward when others are running away. Leaders understand that their value is revealed only after the enemy is engaged. Real leaders always carry with them a level of uncertainty about their own preparation because they refuse to be arrogant or self-absorbed. It's actually one of their most attractive aspects. When others sense that a leader truly appreciates the input and support of those that they lead, it creates a growing trust in that person that they're following someone that's not just in it for their ego. The battle forces the leader to expose his insecurities as well as his strengths. Folks, when nothing is at stake, it's easy to appear something other than what you are. But when the pressure mounts, the real character of a leader is revealed. Being a battle leader is one of the greatest responsibilities you can hand. You understand that lives, goals, and progress are at stake. In the following weeks, we will continue to explore the qualities of a battle leader. And we sincerely hope that you'll join us in this journey. If you've enjoyed this, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn by simply searching for a Battle Leadership Podcast. I look forward to seeing you in the next installment of Battle Leadership.